Journey to Pascha, Orthodox Spiritual Reflections on Great Lent, brought to you by the Greek Orthodox Christian Society of the Greek Orthodox Archdiocese of Australia. Our Daily Bread Orthodox Scripture Readings to Help Nourish the Soul A reading from the Gospel of Luke Chapter 1, verses 39 to 49 and verse 56 Describing the events immediately after the Annunciation Now Mary arose in those days and went into the hill country with haste to a city of Judah and entered the house of Zacharias, and greeted Elizabeth. And it happened, when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary, that the babe leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Then she spoke out with a loud voice and said, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. But why is this granted to me? that the mother of my Lord should come to me. For indeed, as soon as the voice of your greeting sounded in my ears, the babe leaped in my womb for joy. Blessed is she who believed, for there will be fulfilment of those things which were told her from the Lord. And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit has rejoiced in God my Saviour. For he has regarded the lowly state of his maidservant. For behold, henceforth all generations will call me blessed. For he who is mighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. And Mary remained with her about three months, and returned to her house. Lives of Our Saints The Saints of the Day, whose stories are recorded in the prologue of Ohrid. The Venerable Joseph, the Hymnographer Joseph was born in the 9th century in Sicily to Plotinus and Agatha, who were pious and virtuous parents. After the death of his parents, Joseph moved to Thessalonica, where he was tonsured a monk. As a monk, he was a model to all in fasting, extreme abstinence, ceaseless prayer, chanting of the Psalms, vigils and labour. The Bishop of Thessalonica ordained him a hieromonk. While visiting Thessalonica, the distinguished Gregory of Decapolis was so impressed with Joseph because of his rare character that he invited him to his monastery in Constantinople. When the flame of the iconoclastic heresy erupted again under Leo the Armenian, Joseph was sent to Rome to call upon the Pope and the Roman Church to battle for orthodoxy. While on his way, 
Joseph was captured by pirates and taken to Crete, where the heretics detained him in prison for six years. Joseph rejoiced that he was made worthy to suffer for Christ, and for that he continually praised God, considering his iron chains to be an adornment of gold. Early in the morning, on the feast of Christ's nativity, in the sixth year of Joseph's imprisonment, the wicked Emperor Leo was slain in church while attending Madden's. At that same moment, St. Nicholas appeared to Joseph in prison, saying, Arise and follow me. Joseph felt himself being elevated in the air and all at once found himself before the gates of Constantinople. All true believers rejoiced at his coming. He composed canons and hymns for many saints. He possessed the gift of clairvoyance and discernment, for which Patriarch Photius appointed him the spiritual father and confessor for priests, recommending him as a man of God, an angel in the flesh, and a father of fathers. In old age, Joseph gave up his soul to the Lord, whom he had faithfully served, both in works and in hymns. He died peacefully on the eve of Holy and Great Thursday in the year 883 AD. The Venerable Zosimus of Palestine Zosimus was a monk of the Jordanian monastic community during the reign of Emperor Theodosius the Younger. It was he who discovered St Mary of Egypt, administered Holy Communion to her and buried her body. He reposed in the Lord in his hundredth year in the sixth century. The Venerable Mata Nikitas Nikitas was a Slav from Albania. As a monk of the holy mountain of Mount Athos, he went to Ceres, where he debated with the Muslims about religion. Being unable to overcome him with reason, the Turks subjected him to torture, under which Nikitas, the Holy One, died and gave up his soul to his God in the year 1808 AD. Saturday of Lent, the Akathist Hymn. About the year 626, the Persians, Avars and Slavs came with a great host and besieged the imperial city of Constantinople, while the Emperor Heraclius and the main body of the Byzantine army were absent in the east. Enemy ships filled the sea, especially the Golden Horn, and on land the adversaries were ready for attack with foot soldiers, horses, and engines of war. Though the citizens courageously withstood them, they were few in number and would be unable to repulse the attack of such a great host. Hence, they could not count on any other means of salvation 
accept the protection of the Theotokos. And truly, suddenly a violent tempest broke up all the ships and submerged them, and the bodies of the invaders were cast out near the Blackene quarter of the city, where the famous church of the Theotokos stood. Taking courage from this, the people went forth from the city and repulsed the remaining forces who fled out of fear. In 673, the city was miraculously delivered yet again, this time from an invasion of the Arabs. Then in the year 717 to 718, led by the Saracen general Maslama, the Arab fleet laid siege once more to the city. The numerical superiority of the enemy was so overwhelming that the fall of the imperial city seemed imminent. But then the mother of God, together with a multitude of the angelic hosts, appeared suddenly over the city walls. The enemy forces, struck with terror and thrown into a panic at this apparition, fled in disarray. Soon after this, the Arab fleet was utterly destroyed by a terrible storm in the Aegean Sea on the eve of the Annunciation, March 24, 718. Henceforth, a special feast of victory and of thanksgiving was dedicated to celebrate and commemorate these benefactions. In this magnificent service, the Akathist hymn is prominent and holds the place of honour. It appears that even before the occasion of the enemy assaults mentioned above, the Akathist hymn was already in use as the prescribed service for the Feast of the Annunciation, together with the Gondakion, when the bodiless one learned the secret command, which has the Annunciation as its theme. It was only on the occasion of the great miracle wrought for the Christian people of the imperial city on the eve of the Annunciation in 718 that the hymn, To Thee, the Champion Leader, was composed, most likely by St. Yermanos, Patriarch of Constantinople. Historians have ascribed the Akathist hymn to Patriarch Sergius of Constantinople in 638, to St. George the Confessor, the Bishop of Pisidia in 818, or even to St. Fortius the Great in 891, all of whom lived either at the time of or after the above-mentioned seizures. However, it appears most likely from its language, content and style that the true composer of the Akathist hymn is St. Romanos the Melodist from the 6th century. The Apolitikion for the fifth Saturday of Lent is When the bodiless one learned the secret command, in haste he came and stood before Joseph's dwelling and spoke unto the maiden, who knew not wedlock. The one who hath bowed the heavens by his descent is held and contained unchanging wholly in thee. Seeing him receiving the form of a servant in thy womb, I stand in awe and cry to thee, Rejoice, thou bride unwedded. The contagion for the fifth Saturday of Lent is To you, Theotokos, invincible defender, Having been delivered from peril, I, your city, dedicate the Victory Festival as a thank-offering. In your irresistible might, keep me safe from all trials, 
that I may call out to you, Hail, unwedded bride. Orthodox Readings and Reflections for Lent Brought to you by the Greek Orthodox Christian Society Today's reading draws on the beautiful homily given by St. Basil the Great titled On Humility In this sermon, St. Basil exposes man's disobedience and reveals the folly of human glory This is done to show that God's glory is the only true glory. In return, this great glory of God is the glory which man would still possess had he not chosen his own path towards false glory. St. Basil draws a direct line between pride and death, telling us that arrogance is poison to the soul. Absalom and Goliath, along with many other Old Testament characters and stories, are used to illustrate this point. Even those things which appear to be good at face value, such as wisdom and prudence, are criticised by Saint Basil, who tells us that men often misappropriate these gifts of God, allowing them to lead to vainglory, an artificial imagined glory. In this homily, Saint Basil places a microscope over the vanity that infests our lives, concluding at one point, And so, in a thousand ways, we may learn how frail is the quality of human wisdom, how petty and lowly, rather than sublime and great. For St. Basil, the cause of our pride is our disobedience to God. Man suffers because he can never be satiated with the temporal satisfaction of his own abilities and thoughts. In his ignorance, man does not remember that only God will give him the comfort he seeks. He builds a false paradise for himself, where he reigns and where he trusts he can build happiness. He would do better to humble himself, repenting before God with tears of contrition, in order to find true paradise. The following quote captures St. Basil's message. Recognise yourself for what you are. Another Adam cast forth from paradise. Another soul abandoned by the Holy Spirit another Israel cut off from its holy root. Thou standest by faith, be not high-minded, but fear. enjoyed this edition of the journey to Pascha brought to you by the Greek Orthodox Christian Society be sure to subscribe on Spotify or Apple podcasts or visit nicknos.org at lychnos.org.au 
where you can find more Orthodox articles, talks and podcasts to help you on your journey this Lent towards the resurrection of our Lord. Thank you.